And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. Hey, welcome in Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, and wherever you find your podcasts and tuning in. Thanks for hanging with us on this Sunday evening. Brandon Sprague here on the West Coast. We got Lucy Burge over there on the East Coast, BetQL contributor, and you can find her across all platforms here on the BetQL Network. Um, it's it's a monster day, Lucy. I thought we were going to be starting and diving into the NCAA tournament. I had the bracket ready. I had the one seeds. We've got conference champions. But no, 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 Lucy. Tom Brady said, uh, I think Lucille Burge really wants to discuss my future. So I'm going to announce Tom Brady announcing he is returning for his 23rd season in the National Football League. He stepped away long enough while never officially retiring. He hinted that he was gone. He sent a lengthy message to Tampa Bay, and he also announced he will be returning to the Bucks. So I don't know how shocking this is for people out there, but Lucy, Tampa Bay Tom, he returns yet again for what appears to be the swan song. Tampa Brady is back. I am sweating. This is overwhelming. I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. I will say because, of course, I called this. I tweeted it. Yes, uh, was it yesterday or today or something? He never took football out of his stinking Twitter bio. His Twitter bio is still family and football. So I saw this and I was like, huh. Still there. Usually when you change, you make big life decisions, you change a job, you, something happens, you add or subtract your Twitter bio. You would think maybe he would, he would change that. He's much about perception, never changed it. So I started thinking maybe he's still coming back. And I kind of thought in the back of my mind, he was coming back anyway. And then look at this. It's almost as if he whispered it in my ear and said, my Twitter bio, hello. <laughs> and no, no, now he's coming back. And now he is coming back to the Buccaneers and that was the was that the quickest retirement in history? I am I am as shocked as I am not shocked. I, it's just like well, I I thought maybe he would, but not now. I didn't think his retirement would be like a couple of weeks. This is this is outrageous and also rude. I think it is rude of him to do it tonight because this is this is big night for Zach producer Zach with with March Madness and the selection show, but also for a lot of Brady's fans in Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett's retirement ceremony at TD Garden with the Celtics and all of the 2008 team is back. And tonight's the night you choose to do this, Brady. I mean, I, I'm sh- so many emotions right now. What hasn't happened today? I, this is, I, I don't even know because he's, he's, this is the, it's the timing is wrong, but the decision is right. Oh, okay. Uh, slight pushback. Is the timing ever really wrong for a, an all-star generational quarterback to announce that he's going to return to the sport that he's dominated? Is it ever I- wrong? At the same time, as a generational basketball player in the city where he played for 20 years, and he's if I was Kevin Garnett, I would be very angry at Tom Brady tonight for stealing his spotlight and for doing it tonight. He could have done it tomorrow night. He could have done it tomorrow morning. He could have done it literally any other night this week. But he's, you know, random Sunday night, he's like, send. I'm going to ruin a lot of nights for a lot of people and uh, send this tweet with these nice pictures of, of Giselle and my kids and say, you know what? My, my football playing career is not done. I've done reflecting. I've done being bored and now I'm back. So I looked at the odds. I was really curious, the Tom Brady factor here because he comes back to Tampa Bay and we know that, look, they, they got a couple guys that are injured coming back. They just had an offensive lineman uh, retire abruptly very early in his career still. And I think a lot of people are wondering what that's going to mean for him. I went to the odds for Tampa Bay. And right now, Tampa Bay, they went from plus 1,500. This announcement comes through the pipeline to plus 750. Lucy, they are currently tied 
with the Green Bay Packers for the second best odds yeah. on some sports books. They have jumped that much with Tom Brady. And I'm going to tell you this. I, I hear everything you're saying. I don't think there's ever a wrong time for a guy like Brady to return. But in terms of the futures bets, because that's what this show is, it's back to the futures. There is no way I'm touching that ticket. Tom Brady walked away abruptly from the game that he loves. He didn't seem like he quite wanted to do it. He didn't like the Adam Schefter leak. The whole thing was really weird, including his send-off message, which was like nine pages of Tampa, I love you. And then he waited a couple days and did a New England one. But I'll say this about Tom. I think he was craving the retirement tour. Because yeah. say what you want about Tom, he is not unlike any other you know, generational franchise superstar athlete. His career endeavors earn him the right to at least have a goodbye tour, go to every stadium. He's got a game in Germany this year, and he has a right to say, hey, I'm walking away. Give me a jersey. Give me a standing ovation, and this will be the last time you ever see me play. I thought it was strange that he didn't have that, so I think it's great that he is getting that. I'm not touching them as a futures bet. I actually think they don't have any chance to win. Their division is awful, awful, but Godwin's not coming back till halfway. Will they be able to get the offensive lineman to come out of retirement? If not, there's a replacement you have to solve. We don't know if Gronk is going to be willing to come back for one more year. We assume he's gone because, you know, Gronk had walked away before at New England. Right. And even though that division's cake, Atlanta's not great. They're going to be missing Calvin Ridley for a year now. The Saints, I'm not, I'm not buying the Saints. They just lost their coach. They don't have a quarterback. They're as big a mystery as anybody else. Um I just think you look through the South, the Carolina Panthers need a quarterback. It's their division to win, but I am not putting them in the realm of some of the upper echelon that is in the NFC. Tom Brady's good. He's going to break a hundred thousand yards as a throwing quarterback. First player to ever do that. He's 2,500 yards away, but I, I just, I'm not quite buying them uh, with a futures bet. So yes, their odds are not bad uh, compared to the rest of the league. And they're one of the favorites, but I'm not, I'm not really buying Tampa Tom for this year. I think this is more of a goodbye tour than it is him capping it off with a Super Bowl, but he's proven people like me wrong for basically his entire career. So I could be an idiot. So I kind of agree with you actually for many reasons. There's a lot to sort out here in his thought process and returning. Why like, would he return if he thought he couldn't win a Super Bowl? Maybe because of the retirement tour. So mm. would you look at those odds and think maybe he knows he could win a Super Bowl? Something changed, but Will he actually be playing for the Buccaneers? Will he somehow during this time figure out a way to get out of his contract between now and the start of the season and maybe end up actually playing with the Buccaneers and saying now in this tweet, in this Instagram post that he just put out that he's returning to the Buccaneers, is there some kind of ploy here where he is trying to butter up the Glazers and Arians and be like, you know what? Actually, I don't. I, I don't want to play for the Bucks. I would be much happier with the 49ers. And because Arian said, there's no way he's letting Brady go. Of course, but we saw Brady at the soccer game with the Glazers, trying to maybe schmooze that a little bit and be like, you know what? Massage that kind of and be like, you know what? I would just be happier to and look at my career, look at my story, how I, you know, everything about me. And in saying these things, thinking, you know what? I I should come back either way. But for right now with the Bucks, but maybe is he is he going to figure out a way between now and the start of the football season 
to get to the 49ers somehow because that's that's his end game like that why else would why is other than a retirement tour would he be coming back if he didn't think he could win a Super Bowl but he wants the, the tour but he there's so much to sort through with his thought process here because of all of that but I have this feeling like will it be with the Bucks? so don't look, take those odds because would it even be with them look at the 49ers I think that's, yeah no I think that's a fair wrong. point Right, right. I think it's fair to wonder if you're looking at futures bets and you're talking about Tampa Bay with Tom, I think it's totally reasonable to not buy it, not just from the where they kind of rank or stack up. I know they came close to beating the Rams, but the Raiders came close to beating the Bengals and they they didn't know, right? So I think right. it's fair to say that. I also think what you're saying is really fair of, is he going to be a Tampa Bay Buck? He said it in the tweet. The, the team has already tweeted LFG. Right. If the, if the team is tweeting LFG, there probably is an indication that he's going to come back for one more. And if it's coming back with Tampa, that's cool. Like I I'd like to see him kind of cap it off with Tampa. I do think there's other options out there. San Francisco being the one that I think makes kind of the most sense from a competitive standpoint, a chance to win. We know that team is, is ready made. They just may need a quarterback whether Trey Lance is ready or not. And we've heard the Tampa Bay or the Tom Brady, San Francisco rumors for years. He's a Bay area kid. Right. But I just I think it's going to cost too much to get him. And and you can say a Super Bowl for one year is worth it. And and I almost always agree with that, Lucy. But if you're San Francisco, you've already mortgaged your future on Trey Lance and getting him in yeah. the trade. But Joe Montana Do wanna... said, don't well, Trey I... Lance is not ready. And Joe Montana is a Brady guy. So Joe Montana is trying to get it in the 49ers head that Brady yeah. should get in there. And maybe the Bucks tweeting out LFG means let's effing get him out of here oh i'm sure that's maybe that's what that stands for come on maybe get out of here come on "Hmm, let's 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 slide him out of here and maybe out to san francisco at 40 they should have been at 49ers eyeball emoji that's what the buccaneers should have tweeted (laughs) that would have broken twitter if they tweeted that i think it's well i think it's really fair to throw out like joe montana too has not always been the most reliable with 49ers stuff um Steve Young I think actually said quite the opposite I think Steve Young had something to effect I can look it up during the break but Steve Young was basically like I'm hearing great things about him he seems yeah. like they th- they think Propaganda. he could be ready right so you got one way or the other you got Bray you got uh, Montana you got Young I don't know if the Niners will trade him I'm just suggesting the Niners are probably the best fit and landing spot for a lot of reasons but if you're talking about the future what do the Niners have to give up? Because Tampa Bay is not just going to give him up for a sixth-round pick. Well, They're going to want real return on that asset. And that's why I think it's tough. I think he's going to finish uh, in Tampa. And if he does, again, I'm, I'm not buying them at plus 750. I just right. – I, I don't think that's worth it. I think there are other teams. I'd rather have a Chargers futures than a Tampa Bay futures. And the Chargers, I think, are right now at plus 2,000, plus 2,200 last I checked. I'd rather have those odds with a team that I think could actually finish better off than Tampa Bay with Tom Brady coming back for one more year. No, I agree with you actually with that, because even though I would love to place a futures bet on the Buccaneers in honor of this announcement, I feel like he is going to treat this as a retirement tour. And maybe his focus is going to be more on that and enjoying the moment rather than 
the preparation he, I mean, I'm sure he's going to prepare like hell, like he always does, but will his focus be more on enjoying the moment of each game and realizing this is my last time in this stadium. This is my last time on this field. This, if they, when they're maybe, maybe it was the Germany game that really sealed the deal for him. He's like, Oh, I'd like to go to Germany. And so then that's why he's coming back. He's like, Oh, that would be an interesting trip to play football in Germany. So I don't want to miss out on that, but I don't know. I, I feel like if he, he, said goodbye saying I can't compete on the field the way I would like to or how I have been and I'm not going to do that anymore so if he's coming back knowing he's not going to compete on the field to win a Super Bowl will that be different for him mentally and that's it's just mentally I feel I feel like the retirement tour thing is so legitimate I think that is what he is doing this for and I think he is going to be thinking about that rather than pushing for a Super Bowl which will be odd to see because all we see is Super Bowl bound Tom and except for this past season. Um, but it, it's going to be weird because this will be it. I think unless next year he tweets the same thing. I think it's, I think you're what you're hinting at with the, is, is he going to be ready? He's going to be locked in. And the message said, I, I can't quite do it. Right. Yeah. We are so, talking, we're, we're talking about Lucy, this, the, the most meant one of, if not the most mentally tough athletes of all time. Oh, like, this sure. is a six round pick that believed in himself. Nobody else believed in him. Won a Super Bowl in his second season and the rest is history. He takes off from there. Right. So I, I think we're talking about somebody that he might not in that moment have been ready for it, but I think he's going to be able to get himself ready for it. Uh, the production, the talent around him. I, I, I don't know. I think it's fascinating just in the what changed for him. Like why why did yeah. he write why did he write what he wrote in such a lengthy way? And why his, why did he have that podcast with Jim Gray where you know he said he, his eyes were set on the future outside of football basically. Why do all that if if this happens, right? Cuz I exactly. I know people that have played with him. Lucy, I've heard nothing but he is the greatest teammate you could ask for and in the he's huddle, the most, he's the best. Yeah, all those things you hear from the Kramer, locker room. Yes. And he's the most competitive. And I think ultimately right. that's what this boils down to. Does it not is he just went and watched Cristiano Ronaldo play and mm. he's seeing all these NBA players compete like this dude's a competitor. And, and I he, think the idea of not playing, he had to, he had to scratch that itch. And this is what you're seeing. Exactly. And in his tweet tonight, he said the past two months, I've realized my place is still on the field, not in the stands that time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates. I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season, unfinished yep. business, but his family. So Giselle was probably like, all right, fine, go back. Like it had to have been that too, but his teammates, if this is, this is a total, total reversal. This is bizarro world. Tom, from what we saw, just as you said, now he can compete. So it's not now. Yeah. He was literally in the stands at the soccer game and he was like, I don't like this. I want to be on the field. <laughs> and man, he could have been like, and this decision happened last night. We stayed there with his hands in his pockets. And he's like, you know what? I, Alanis Morris said, hand in my pocket. Everything's going to be fine, fine, fine. I've got one, two hands in my pocket and I'm going to come back and play football. That's what he said. Well, I mean, Ronaldo, there was a clip, Ronaldo. He put it on his IG, I think. Uh, he was talking with Ronaldo in a post game and Ronaldo's basically like, you're done, right? And he went, Ugh. yep. He was like the like, grimace emoji. He's like, oh, I don't know. Nah, <laughs> probably not. Nah, probably right. not. You'll find out. Um, <laughs> Tom Brady derailing the NCAA tournament reveal is unbelievable. But we Unreal. have to get to a little bit more in, the, in in football. We will get to the NCAA tournament. Zach Kroll, our super producer, one of the best covering college basketball. 
Uh, he'll join us. The ones are Kansas, Baylor, Gonzaga, and Zona. So we'll break all of that down, and we got more quarterback news that has happened over the last week. You got Back to the Futures here with Lucy Burge, Brandon Sprague. We're back with more on the BetQL Network. It's Krista Crick. Download the free Odyssey app to watch and listen to Quentin Mayo, Ryan Horvath, and me on BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern, plus the daily tip, BetQL Daily, and You Better You Bet on the BetQL Network. Sports bettors, get locked into You Better You Bet with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern on the Bet. How do you figure out a way? It sounds like uh, Jake Stein at OnlyFans for gelato as a phrase. Maybe this needs to be monetized in some way. Is this a blind spot in the OnlyFans market that we're capitalizing like, on right like, now? Now, is it like, is it ice cream? Is it gelato what specifically if, or is it ice cream too? What if it's called Only Flan? What if it's called that? <laughs> and it's just like. Oh man, attractive. this coconut custard pie is going to no, be sick. You know what? I mean, there are a lot of freaks out there, man. Yeah. If only flans were just attractive people eating desserts in the various states of the world. Oh, like I, take the IG food enjoyment photos away from them and put them specifically in a place where they have their own framing. Or it's like attractive woman in a bikini eating coconut gelato. Like you tell me that there yeah. ain't some freak out there that's like willing to pay ten dollars a month to watch that. What if I said I was interested in it? What does that make me? (laughs) You better you bet. 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. Start your day with a daily tip featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Bet. Presented by BetMGM. New Raiders coach Josh McDaniels says there's not, quote, any time to do rebuilding. So love it or fade, Jenks, the Raiders are contenders. No, I'm fading this. There's a reason why when you look at their own division odds, they're eight to one at the bottom. Yeah, I'm fading it as well because I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. I think that they can possibly do some damage when it comes to just intra-divisional games because they did play the teams in their division pretty closely. So maybe they are worth a shot betting on in some of these games. But as far as Super Bowl contenders, no. I think there are still way too many moving parts, and I'm not sure if they have enough talent on that roster. And it's just hard when you have a new head coach who has not fared very well in the NFL as a head coach so far. The Daily Tip, morning 6 to 9 Eastern from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. The best players in the league perform even better with a great assist. And using BetQL to help take your sports betting to the next level, it's an MVP move. BetQL analyzes every bet from every game to find you the most profitable opportunities. Sometimes a spread is off by a few points or a total is way too high or low. BetQL shows you where the real value is so you can make smarter bets and cash in more consistently. All the bets from today's games are clearly listed and ranked on a scale of one to five stars. Those five-star bets give you the best chance to win and have shown real proven results. Get insights on sides, totals, player props, and more. Combined with articles from BetQL's team of wagering experts, BetQL has you covered for pro and college games, football, basketball, baseball, and even hockey and soccer. It's time to get better at betting with BetQL. Visit BetQL.com and use promo code BET for 20% off. That's 20% off with promo code BET at BetQL.com. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. 
All right, welcome back in. Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Lucy Birch, Brandon Sprague, we are hanging out tonight on a Sunday evening, as we always do with Back to the Futures. Uh, We will be diving in. Don't worry. We will dive into the NCAA tournament bracket reveal, uh, which one seeds are in which region, which region looks the most difficult, and did, did the number one overall seed get completely hosed? We'll talk about that coming up. And uh, our super producer, Zach Kroll, will hop on as uh, he is as vested in college basketball as anybody. I actually, Lucy, we were just talking about Tom Brady. Uh, two things oh, to get sure to. Were. One, one, uh, Zach Texas, holy S, check Twitter, to which I thought, do we already have a team in the NCAA tournament being bumped for COVID reasons? No, it's Tom Brady. Two, I instantly thought, poor Zach. His sport of sports, his moment of his sport is completely derailed and bumped. And now nobody's talking about the bracket. Everybody's talking about Tom Brady. Um, so I, I really felt for, for producer Zach today because oh, this yeah. is his day of days. He was jacked. He was texting us left and right. And then Tom Brady came by and was like, get out of here. Nobody cares about college <laughs> basketball. Let's talk about the NFL. Did you oh, also course. see, Lucy, a guy just yesterday, according to multiple outlets, there was a sports fan that spent $519,000 at an auction to buy Tom Brady's last touchdown pass oh, of his no. career oh, no. yesterday. And oh, now no. Tom Brady is coming back, and that football will never be worth even a quarter of what that man paid. Because that's not his last touchdown now, of course. That, that will not be his last touchdown. It was the last touchdown before he put out his Instagram post. That's all it is right now. Like, he wasn't even a retirement. It wasn't even like, oh, the last one before he retired the first time. This was nothing. This was just a There's no vacation. value in that. Not yeah. at all. There's no, there's no official title on that football. It was the last touchdown pass he threw as a Buccaneer of that year, like in 2022. But that's yeah. literally it. There's no value to that at all. So that guy is maybe the unluckiest of all of this. March first, at first it goes Zach, then March Madness itself, then <laughs> Kevin Gardner. We could do a 30 for 30 on what we thought that text from Zach meant. Because you thought that, and I thought, I looked at Twitter, the first thing I saw were like five tweets in a row from Boston media people about Kevin Garnett's retirement ceremony tonight because he dropped a ton of F-bombs in one sentence. And there were graphics of it. And I thought, oh, maybe this is this, but this doesn't warrant a text like that from Zach. So I'm like, this is, can't be this. And then I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, this, this is the, the timing could not have been, I mean, the timing for us, the timing for everything else in the world going on right now in sports, not great, but for us, because we get to, to, dissect all of this is fantastic but i would say that guy and that football that's the most unlucky person in all of this that is a shame that is just that is oh that is just i'm livid for that guy look what do you do with that now well i'm not gonna get too mad if you have five hundred and nineteen thousand dollars to spend on a football you you are you're probably chuckling like what a bad investment that was like you're you have to just kind well, of lap that one off and go play in your private golf course, don't you? Well, maybe that was his last five hundred thousand nineteen dollars that he spent on it because he thought he could turn it idiot. around. 
He's turned it around. Maybe it was all his savings, like his kids' college fund, so that he could turn <laughs> that around for five times that in five years. Like this will, it's like when you save all your beanie babies for 20 years, that these will have value. These will increase in value. This football will increase in value in a year when Brady is is definitely not coming back. He's never coming back to football. So I'm gonna buy this. And that's it. And now that football is all he has. And that's well, maybe he'll get a free game from Brady. He'll have Brady will sign it and he'll come back to Raymond James Stadium because that's where Brady will be, of course, not in San Francisco. And he will get a free, maybe a gift card to the team store for that in, in return. Holy well, you, cow. You mentioned uh, Beanie Babies and my, my ears perked up. My mom stupidly bought a lot of Beanie Babies and she's still holding on to them, claiming that at one point they will be worth money. Smart and woman. Yet- yeah, well, I, agree. I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know if they will be. But but <laughs> I, I think this is a fascinating dynamic, Lucy. And just you and I have talked about this. I know I've talked about it, too, uh, and some other times on, on other shows. The quarterback movement is crazy. It's, it's NBA-esque the way the NFL is set up now with their off seasons. It's funny. They are easily our number one sport. We are a country of football uh, fanatics. And yet, as distant second and third as baseball and basketball are, the NFL, if people are noticing right, they're always copying the NBA. The NBA Mm -hmm. was in full frontal for the betting, gambling stuff. So we need to embrace this life. We need to do this. It's it's not going away. It's only going to continue to build. And the NFL was in the corner like, "Um, no comment. And then gambling became legal, and the NFL jumped in front of everybody and said, you're going to gamble on us more than you're going to gamble on anything else. They've done this with punishments, and now they're doing it where the NBA is huge in the offseason because of player mobility, and now you're seeing some of those same players in the NFL uh, harness the power or ability to move teams. We've seen some crazy stuff already. Aaron Rodgers hated his team, and now he's re-signed. He's going to return back to the Green Bay Packers. Russell Wilson was A-OK with Pete Carroll just like, you know, 13 days ago, and then he's traded to Denver. Carson Wentz is traded from Philly to Indianapolis to get over the Phillip Rivers hump that he got him to. And he stumbles and they have a worse season. Boom. He's a Washington commie. You got Kirk Cousins is rumored to maybe be on the move. He just signed an extension with Minnesota. Deshaun Watson's you know situation doesn't go to a grand jury. Now he's a hot commodity. Jameis Winston's still a free agent. Lucy, the quarterback movement in this league and the questions right now are insane and they're going to change so much of the uh the futures the betting market and the way we view these teams oh 1000 percent, and it's it's absolutely wild i don't have we ever seen any quarterback movement like this i don't even know i mean because you know with aaron Rodgers, especially and brady who you know you're looking at aaron Rodgers like we're as we said last segment he has more of a chance than i think that we both think than brady to win the super bowl next season but i think maybe brady saw some of this movement and thought i don't want to leave this yet i want to be part of this i want to be in the mix here i want to be one of the guys who is a not just a quarterback in the league but the best in this league at this time and to ever do it and he again thought okay i want to I miss the competition. I want to compete against these quarterbacks again. They're all shifting around, and I want right in the middle of all of this because Aaron Rodgers is staying, not retiring, and I want to compete against him now again. And and there's just all these things in the mix that he's he missed the thought of the missing the competition. He didn't want to miss out on that, and I think that maybe was a piece of the puzzle here for him returning. Oh, absolutely, and you know I. I think back to the Russell Wilson trade early last week. 
I mean, this dude clearly wasn't happy in Seattle. There was a good piece on The Athletic about it by Sando. Yes. And uh, a a couple other writers. They they teamed up for it. It was really good. It was basically how the relationship soured between Pete Carroll Carroll and Russell Wilson. And it's funny because they were claiming they were okay, that he wasn't going anywhere, Lucy. And then he's traded to Denver, which appeared to be his hot spot of spots. And I get it. Denver seems like they have a good team. They got some young, you know, pass catchers there that are ready to go. But Lucy, I mean, you want to play in the division with Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. And oh, by the way, Derek Carr, who's considered by everybody this distant fourth quarterback in the division, made the playoffs. Right. Like, what are you doing? You want to go to the AFC West? Like, Josh Allen won that trade. He doesn't have to worry about all those guys in his division. Mac may be the guy in New England. I'm not convinced yet. Wilson's not shown much with the Jets. Like, you're just you're not looking at the uh, AFC East the way you are the AFC West. It's it's gonna be a gauntlet this year. Well, true. Well, I, okay. So one thing about Mac Jones is I think Mac Jones is like the Dip and Dots ice cream of the future. It will always be the ice cream of the future. <laughs> Mac Jones will always be the future of the Patriots. He will get there one day. He will be at some point. Or Mr. Dip and Dots won't. himself. Or he, or he won't. won't. Just like Dip and Dots, who then got into to like cryo freezing bodies because they couldn't sell ice cream. That's what they do now. So Mac Jones will have to maybe turn to other adventures. But I think one thing about that athletic piece that was interesting is they kind of framed it in a way that Brady showing his unhappiness with the Patriots and doing something about it. And then with the Bucs retiring, inspired Russell Wilson to be like, maybe I'm not happy with my situation and I should look to other teams and really make a push to get out of here. But now that move is now think have Brady thinking, okay, maybe I'll come back. So I think it's just a lot of influencing each other in moving and knowing your value and your worth in as a quarterback. Now, I think we're all looking to that now with the pandemic has changed a lot of things about the way you see your worth and your value. And I think that lends to quarterbacks quarterbacks and athletes as we've seen in baseball too but I think Brady now sees his worth still on the field like now it's switched back to actually I have value on the field and the team didn't didn't fall into my other ploy where I tried to retire and now I'm going to come back because that didn't work so now I'm going to try something else there's just so much shifting and mental like energy in different places where they're making decisions and, and the fact that Brady could just do this and be like actually I'm coming back Cause he never said retire. That door was always open. He never closed it. He never said retire. So officially he did not have to tell the league or like prove to the league that he's retired because he never said it. This I have, I have another quarterback I want to get to here before we get to some college basketball. This is obviously the big news of the day. Like despite the bracket being released, this is the biggest news. What of the even day. is a bracket anymore? Right. Exactly. <laughs> what is Mark Madness? Throw it away. Throw I know. This is the other thing. I was filling out my bracket when Zach texted, so I did not see this news first on Twitter. That's that's so, why I did not see it. <laughs> so the big news of the day is Brady. But let me ask you this: I this isn't surprising. Like I didn't no, see this not. and go, "Oh my god!" Like we kind of expected that door to always be open until he actually made it official. And I don't know. I I think it's interesting. It's the biggest news, and yet I. I think the vast majority of people aren't sitting here going, wow, I can't believe this is happening. I think we knew Tom Brady had a potential to return. Exactly. I'm not shocked. I am just, it's kind of shocking to see. Like you see it and you're like, oh, I see all the tweets that are quote tweeted of his tweet are all capitalized. The caps lock is working wonders tonight. It is, it is getting a workout, but everyone is, is like, wow, he's actually coming back. Like people thought, okay, he will maybe, I didn't think they'd think it was now. I thought he, 
I think a lot of people thought the timing would be different. And they thought the same with his actual like retirement too. It would be different. The timing has been so weird because the timing is unpredictable with all of this, but I thought it would be more toward the actual start of the season, not now. And to come like this is, it's just, it's kind of shocking. It didn't come from Schefter, honestly, that he didn't scoop him on. So that part is shocking, but it's shocking to see, but it's not shocking to be, to think about because you're like, oh yeah, he never closed the door. So yes, he's coming back. But it's like he's actually going to do it. And with the Bucks, the, the part that is the most shocking is that right. it will be with the Bucks because I thought if he was coming back, it would be with the 49ers and he would settle for nothing else. But after the reports with Arians, that's why it's a little shocking that he's coming back to the Bucks. Well, that report now, I'm, I'm crumpling that up. I'm throwing it out the window. Like if he's coming back with the Bucks, I just assume that relationship actually isn't what it seemed to – it seemed to have gone bad. It seemed to have gone awry. And now – He's he's announcing that he's returning. Uh, so Brady's coming back to the Bucks. You've got Wilson in Denver. Kirkers is still in Minnesota, though. I talked to a guy this past week on my radio show here in Portland, and they maintain that they think Minnesota is going to look to trade Kirk Cousins. Wentz has gone out of Indy, so now they need a quarterback. They could probably use a quarterback that's in their division that's not playing and didn't play last year, and that's Deshaun Watson. Uh, yeah. Seattle has been linked to them. Carolina has been linked to them. His 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 situation went to a grand jury. Uh, ultimately, they decided no trial needed, and so I I don't know I, I what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson and what team is going to step up because I think at this point now it's clear no matter when the payments come for the 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 women, it's pretty clear this team this league doesn't care about that kind of stuff. They care about winning and quarterback position is the most wanted position. Lucy, what happens with Deshaun Watson? Where do you think he ends up landing ultimately? Well, I have seen every team possible being like, oh, they have interest in Deshaun Watson. They, this team has interest in Deshaun Watson. I don't know. And honestly, I don't, not that I don't care, but I don't, I don't know what actually happened with those women. I don't, I feel like I have my opinions on that. And I don't know if I would root for a team that has him as the quarterback. Cause it's just, he's he's gross. I mean, I'll I'll say it. You don't want to say it. I'll say it. He's gross. Like you don't have to go to trial for bad. Yes. Yeah, yes. I don't think there's there, where there's smoke, there's fire. I feel I mean, there are times when when there are allegations brought upon someone like Michael Irvin where it's not true. And that's an absolutely horrible thing. Um, but this is also it, it seems like this did happen. And uh, he was found you know, no criminal charges were brought against him. So officially, he yes, is innocent, I guess. I guess that would be the wording. I don't I don't even know. I just all I know is I don't he's a tough one for me to root for. Yeah. Uh, but no matter what, and and I, I don't ignore the stuff off the field. I'm with you 100%. The team football aspect of that, man, if he ends up landing at the – like Seattle, I know Seattle's been very interested. There's a lot of people that think Seattle's going to go all in. We know Carolina's in dire straits right now. Matt Rule probably going to get fired in the first five games. In fact, I would bet on Matt Rule to get fired first of any coach coming back next season. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think – and there's some value in that. I, de- I do think ultimately – you're going to get one of these teams desperate. They don't care. Like Deshaun now is kind of, he's not free because we think he's going to get suspended, but he's free in the sense of this doesn't seem to be looming over him the way it once was a week ago. Exactly. And so we'll see what teams ultimately uh, take the chances. Quarterback movement, Tom Brady coming back. It is absolutely insane right now banana in the National land. Football League. It's, it's, it's banana land. Lucy, let's get to the NCAA tournament. Yes. Let's get to our brackets. Let's talk about upsets. Let's talk about who got hosed. 
and uh, we'll fill you in on everything happening. Zach Kroll will join us as well. We dive into the NCAA tournament bracket next on the BetQL Network. Hey, it's Michael Jenkins here to help you bet smarter on the Daily Tips, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app and search BetQL to beat the books. Your home for wagertainment is the BetQL Network. The Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Have you guys been tracking Hank Tank? Oh, yeah, we talked to him yesterday. The, uh, and the NC State oh. home run hitter? No, I, no. I think he's talking about the actual no. bear. The bear. Yeah, not the oh, college no. baseball hitter. The actual bear who's like going into these houses in California. They say he's 500 pounds, but if you look at an image oh. of him, there's no way he's 500 pounds. So the he- first headline I found is 500-pound black bear Hank the Tank accused of breaking into 33 homes. <laughs> oh, the, the people have all, all the, the ring video, and they've been posting it. Like, he, he just my, – my son kept asking, how do you get in? I'm like, are you kidding me? Boom! With his fist. He just Wait knocks his doors down and walks in. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. The sports betting world never sleeps, so wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, featuring Ryan Horvat, Quentin Mayo, and Trista Crick, 7 to 11 Eastern, from the BetQL Network. Oh, no. You wouldn't have got it anyway. IUPUI, the fighting yeah, cover. Yeah, 17. Yeah, he hurts. That yeah. would have, that three would have made it 20. Oh, no, that no, would have been, been it still would have been short by two Crowd points. goes wow. wild. All yeah. 30 of them. No, that's all you're Dang. giving. That's 22 people. And that stadium looks like the Capital City Go-Go are about to go out there and play some basketball. What is that? That's actually the, a lecture hall. They just rolled the court out there real quick. <laughs> like, seriously? Like, all right, guys, the, uh, theater's over. We got to play a basketball game, but you can come right back after this and for our jazz class. There's more people watching, like, like good, like a good playground. There's more people at, like, Rucker Park than, than in that arena right It doesn't now. even like, have to be Rucker. That arena, that there are gym. more people at my, my local neighborhood <laughs> playground right. watching uh, two just two kids go back and forth. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network, America's home for wagertainment. The best players in the league perform even better with a great assist. And using BetQL to help take your sports betting to the next level, it's an MVP move. BetQL analyzes every bet from every game to find you the most profitable opportunities. Sometimes a spread is off by a few points or a total is way too high or low. BetQL shows you where the real value is so you can make smarter bets and cash in more consistently. All the bets from today's games are clearly listed and ranked on a scale of one to five stars. Those five-star bets give you the best chance to win and have shown real proven results. Get insights on sides, totals, player props, and more combined with articles from BetQL's team of wagering experts. BetQL has you covered for pro and college games, football, basketball, baseball, and even hockey and soccer. It's time to get better at betting with BetQL. Visit BetQL.com and use promo code BET for 20% off. That's 20% off with promo code BET at BetQL.com. Let's get back to more Back to the Futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague, only on the BetQL Network. It's absolute insanity over here during the break here on Back to the Futures. We're talking about stripping our clothes off and betting beer because, you know, it's NCAA tournament time and it makes us do funny things. And Lucy, Tom Brady completely derailed the NCAA tournament bracket revealed today. Uh, as did some other quarterback information. So we must get to your bracket. You have a bracket filled I out do already? Have, 
I have a bracket, which I was filling out as I scribbled it all out. I was doing it very intently until I got the text from Zach. And then I was like, all right, I got to fill this out. So the, my final oh. pick is all scribbled, but I don't know if I should reveal all of it or should reveal. How are we, how would we like to reveal it? Should we, so let's, know, final let's, four? yes, let's do this. Let's hold your final four because I haven't filled mine out yet. I, I okay. haven't, I haven't filled it out yet. Let's bring in our super producer, Zach Kroll. This guy Look, he does a great job behind the scenes. He does a great job with the BetQL network and our BetQL family. He also does an exceptional job himself of covering college basketball and being up to date. Give him a follow on Twitter, at Zach Kroll, K-R-U-L-L. This dude is dialed. I've already got bets that I want to line up with him because he knows more about the sport, but I'm a rational NCAA tournament guy who knows nothing, but I'm willing to wager things on it. Um, Zach, thank you for hopping on. We always appreciate when you can do that. Real quick, 30,000-foot view. Your thoughts on just the way the bracket shaked out? Yeah, I love being on, uh, talking college basketball with you guys. Obviously a crazy day, but there's no real better time of year. And I think overall with the bracket, I think the committee did do a good job in terms of seeding these teams. There are a couple of mistakes that we'll get into, but I think in terms of the teams that got in and who got left out, they did do a pretty good job. Um, there were a couple teams that were sweating, Notre Dame, Rutgers, Michigan, Indiana, all of them get in. Xavier was a team that I had in. That was the only team I had out that I got wrong. Uh, so they're out, but they played terrible basketball down the stretch. And I think overall, in terms of who got in and who got out, the committee uh, did do a good job. Okay, oh, now, sure. Lucy, Lucy, you, I want to tee you up because you got, you got some good stuff. You got some really hot takes coming here. Zach with the is going to hate my bracket. He's going to absolutely <laughs> lose his mind when he hears my bracket. It's going to just be like nails on a chalkboard to him. Let's, <laughs> let's set it up real quick for those who may be just tuning in, haven't seen the bracket. Uh, your four one seeds. Gonzaga is the number one seed. They'll play here in Portland. Uh, so they're the number one seed in the West bracket. Uh, yes. The number one in the East uh, is Baylor. Uh, The number one in the Midwest is Kansas, and uh, the number one in the South is Pac-12 team Arizona. I did see this note, and I want to relay it real quick because I wanted to make sure that I took this one down. Conferences with bids. The Big Ten got nine teams. The Big East got six. The Big 12 got six. The SEC got six. The ACC got five. The Mountain West four. The WCC three. The Pac-12 three. The American two. And the Atlantic ten two as well. So your Power 5 Conference champion winners from the tournaments, Iowa, Kansas, Virginia Tech, Arizona, and Tennessee. Lucy is all over the place, and she's got one team that is going to make you pass out because of how far she has them going. Lucy, who is it? Would that be Vermont? Because I have a lot of teams that might make it. So Vermont, here's my story with Vermont. So I got a sign from the universe today. I was walking down the street. I'm in Boston. So I was on Newbury street and I was waiting to cross the street. And there was a group of guys standing near me who were talking about what they're betting on for March madness. So I was like, Oh, my ears perked up, of course. So all I heard was hammer the catamounts. And I was like, Oh, okay. So this guy probably went to Vermont but I'm going to hammer them and I'm going to bring them as far as I think I can go with them. And I have Vermont in the final four against Kentucky. So there you go. Vermont. Vermont. <laughs> hammer the catamounts. I'm going to get that embroidered onto a pillow. Oh, and my if word. they win the final four, I don't, I'll jump in some ocean or something. <laughs> I will do something insane if they win. But I mean, I, I don't know if I should say who I have winning yet. Who want to do a bigger reveal? But I have Vermont against Kentucky in the final four. 
Zach, um, do we want to laugh together at Vermont in the Final Four, or do we want? Yeah. Uh, what do we What do we do here? Because I don't think they're beating Arkansas, but what do I yeah. know? So, so I would agree with you, Sprig. I do like Arkansas in that game, and Vermont is no slouch, by the way. They just dominated. They just dominated the America East. They lost one game during the conference season, and it was without their best player. Uh, so they are by far and away the best team in the America East. John Becker uh, should be a candidate on other teams' coaching boards. He's done a phenomenal job. He's been in the NCAA tournament before. The only issue is I just have a tough time taking a team from the America East that faced like no competition over a team out of the SEC that has been playing Auburn and Kentucky and um, Tennessee, all these teams on back-to-back on all these nights. So I do think that Vermont is a good team. It's just a tough draw uh, with Arkansas uh, there in the match. <laughs> well, what did they say? On the selection show on this very evening, they said, expect the unexpected. Don't don't settle for anything. Expect the unexpected. This is March Madness. And I heard that as I was filling out my bracket and a million other things were going on. And I was like, you know what? Hammer the catamounts. Just well, Lucy, I got, I got, I got some bad news for one of your picks. Not necessarily Vermont, even though we disagree with your pick there. Okay. Uh, your, your Providence, your Providence Friars, who? Oh, wait till you see this. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, first, okay. You tell me first. What? See what? What do I need to see? Okay. What so how I have see? configured this? I have okay. Providence and Auburn in the Elite Eight. Providence okay. beating Auburn to play Arizona in the Final Four. Wow. Um, do you want me to pass along the Providence news that I came across? If you wish. So they opened as three point favorites. That line's already dropped to one. There's people that are really laying money on South Dakota state to win that game. Well, again, as long as they're the unexpected, expect the unexpected to win. So I'm going to just, you know what? I'm uh, winging a prayer and I'm just, I filled this out on vibes. That's what I did. And so it's, that's that's the way to do it though. But you look at the odds, and you, it's that's why they say against all odds, right? Isn't that why they, exactly. they came up with that saying? <laughs> Zach, explain to us. Explain to us why does the Big Ten have nine teams? Nine teams. Well, it's interesting. Historically, especially last year, the Big Ten has had a tough time in the NCAA tournament. That league has not won a national championship since Michigan State in 2000. And in my opinion, last year was just embarrassing they had nine teams and only one of them Michigan who was a one seed got to uh the second weekend and when they were there they had an embarrassing loss against UCLA in the elite eight uh so that just completed a a terrible march for the big 10 the reason they get so many teams is because they play 20 conference games and in the year of 2022 where a lot of these bids are given out based on metrics and your strength of schedule uh, when you play 20 games against big 10 competition with so many good teams not great but good teams in that league your metrics are going to be good and that's why the big 10 got nine teams in michigan they not only got in the field but they're safe from dayton they they have a first round game against colorado state the number 11 seed in the south region and their record is 17 and 14 uh, I do yeah. think that is a result of the Big Ten just having 20 games. And I agree. I, I do think it's an overrated league. Well, yeah. and I, I had seen a note that the they have these COVID replace teams, right? It's the next four that got bumped. You know, I know Oklahoma's in the Big 12, but I saw Oklahoma as a team too. They're 18 and 15. I'm just like, how have we lost the ability to say, hey, if you're just barely above 500, you're probably not worthy uh, of being in this team, what what or in this bracket, what uh, what number one seed 
do you guys got uh, think got hosed the most in terms of the matchups? Gonzaga, the number one overall, number one seed. They'll play here in Portland. If Memphis can get out of their first game against Boise State, Zach, you've been on this, and I'll give you a lot of credit for it. Memphis has turned their season around after a bit of a slow start for Penny this year, and they've got NBA guys. And what's played Gonzaga in the past? NBA guys. Am I wrong in wondering Gonzaga got maybe the most hose as a one seed? Yeah, so in that 8-9 game, I definitely agree. Sprague, I'll tell you this. This bracket really reminds me. I don't know if either of you guys remember this, but in 2014, Wichita State goes undefeated. They run the table in the regular season. They don't lose a game. They're a one seed. And in their 8-9 matchup, they had Kentucky, Kentucky. who was the preseason number one team. They had Julius Randle and James Young and the Harrison Twins, just a loaded team. They screw Wichita State. Kentucky gets that nine seed. They beat Wichita and go all the way to the championship game against UConn. They ended up losing. And I'm not saying that Memphis is going all the way to the championship game. Penny Hardaway is not John Calipari, but there are very few teams in college basketball playing better than Memphis. This is a team that won the NIT last year and returned everyone. And I know that doesn't mean a lot, but they have experience playing together. And they also added a top 10 NBA draft pick in Jalen Duran, who will have some highlight real play during the NCAA tournament, whether it's a monster dunk, whether it's a monster block, this kid could dunk anytime, anywhere out of the gym. He's insane. I think Memphis beats Boise. And I do think it is a possibility that they will uh, match up well against Gonzaga. I do. Oh, so I have Boise uh, beating Memphis and then Gonzaga beating Boise and then Gonzaga, Vermont, and Vermont beats Gonzaga. Okay. Okay. This is where I am. No, I, (laughs) I actually, Lucy, I'm, I'm really liking the way you filled out your bracket. I don't agree with some of these picks, but I just, I mean, hammer the catamounts people. You're going on vibe. Uh, Zach, we're winding down here. Um, and we'll have more on this next week, obviously, because the tournament will have started. Um, which you you had a thing right before we came back. You don't think a one seed's getting to the final four? So here's the thing, right? I do think that going into the weekend, right? Gonzaga and Arizona were basically the two locks for one seeds. There wasn't going to be anything that happened that would take those two teams off the one line. But Kansas and Baylor got one seeds because everyone else around them lost. And Kansas won the Big 12 tournament. They deserve credit. But Baylor lost to Oklahoma in their 2-7 Big 12 tournament game. Auburn lost. Uh, Kentucky lost. All of these teams were losing, which uh, gave Baylor an opportunity to stay. And it's like, I think there's a good chance Memphis could beat Gonzaga. I think Arizona got screwed also. Villanova and Tennessee, who should not be a three seed in their same region. You also have Illinois as a four seed. I think Kansas got a solid draw as a one out of any of the ones. But I'm into this Iowa team. I think Iowa is going to make the final four. Yes, he's really good. And, And that team, there's been some magic brewing with them. As much as I hate the Big Ten, I am going to pick a Big Ten team to make the final four, and it's Iowa. Okay, um, Lucy, we have just, I think, I think we have about a minute left. Zach, you can update us on the clock here. I think we're winding down. Very quickly, Lucy, who's in your championship? Your bracket's filled out, and who is the winner? So I've got Kentucky Providence, and I have the friared up Providence Friars to win the national championship this year. Wow. The year of our Lord 2022, it will be the Providence Friars. Get that down on your, jot that down right now. Zach, who's your national champion? I will take Kentucky. I think they got the loss out of the way in the Kentucky, SEC yep. tournament. I'm all in on Calipari. Okay. okay. I love it. I so think this it is the year Gonzaga. Kentucky Providence, Zach and I are going to have some issues. I think this is the year Gonzaga breaks it. Mark Few finally gets that illustrious championship. That is going to do it for us. We are on a hard out here. We'll talk to you guys next week. 
Have fun with the tournament. We got more for you. Back to the Futures next week. What's up, everybody? Nick Costos here from You Better You Bet, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Download the free Odyssey app now to watch and listen to the Daily Tip. BetQL Daily, You Better You Bet, and BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network.